So one of the online voiceover casting sites that we highly recommend is Voice123. The quantity and the quality of auditions are some of the best. And not only is the quantity and quality good, but your Voice123 dashboard can give you such great insight that's helpful for your career. Yeah, you can actually see when clients favorite you, like your audition, and even your booking ratio, which really helps you understand your sweet spot even better and how you can best serve your clients. Voice123 is offering a 15% discount for a new yearly membership, beginning with the $395 tier. And I made my membership amount back with one booked job. And I actually just signed up. If you're interested, see the link in the show notes or description to get 15% off your new Voice123 membership. You're listening to the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com podcast. Hey, I'm Mike Stout. And I'm Heidi Rue. We're both full-time voice talent and owners of Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com. AVS is a recording and training studio in Atlanta with virtual options available to join. And ProVoiceOverTraining.com offers on-demand video resources to better your voiceover career. Our purpose in creating both of these is to give you the resources you need to create the career you want. And that's exactly why this podcast exists as well. Each month, we bring on an expert to share their industry knowledge, insight, and helpful tips. Visit AtlantaVoiceOverStudio.com and ProVoiceOverTraining.com for more great resources. I'm so excited to have Laura Batoyu on the podcast today. So many voiceover talent that I talk to are like, I'm so confused about social media. Do I need to be doing it? How do I do it? How can I streamline it? And so that's why I wanted to talk to Laura Batoyu um, on the podcast today. She has been a social media manager and consultant for years. One of the big things that she noticed was the whole rollout of Instagram Reels was a huge hurdle for so many people, especially like freelancers like us. So she began offering online education around Reels so that she could help people like us to be able to gain the clarity and the confidence to be able to do them. And so she offers one-on-one strategy consulting, but she also has something that I subscribe to myself, which is a monthly Reels report subscription. So every single Monday, she sends out a list of the top trending audios, plus ideas of how to be able to utilize those for your business. So we're going to talk more about that. You can find out more information in the show notes. Without further ado, let's talk to Laura. Okay, Laura, so glad to have you on with us um, because, of course, I love your Reels report. It's been so helpful to me. Um, But how it all started was that you had a client that was really overwhelmed with Reels, and you were like, "Uh, let me just show you. You don't have to be overwhelmed (laughs) because it's really not a big deal. You don't need to do it. Then what happened? Yeah, so... Yeah. So this client was like, you need to do reels. And I didn't want to do them. So I ended up um, making a few reels thinking they were going to flop, um, ended up being very successful. Um, and from there I had multiple social media management clients who needed to create reels and they didn't know where to start. So that was how I started the reels report is I was like, I'm going to make this super easy. I'm going to round up a bunch of ideas. I'm going to give you ideas on how to apply it to your business and you're good to go. And my clients loved it. And then I had a couple of friends that were like, you should make this a membership. You should make like, you should be making money off of this for everyone because the ideas are so applicable to different niches and industries. 
And that was how the membership started. But it was really funny because before that, like I hated video content. I never showed my face on stories. Um, I had no expectations for reels and I just really didn't think video content was worth it. So it's interesting that I've like done a complete 180 and now I'm like the biggest evangelist for video content. Totally. Oh my gosh. You're like the reels queen over here. (laughs) Well, what would you say to other people then that may have been in your boat thinking like, okay, one, I don't want to show my face and hello, we're talking a bunch of voice actors who are like, No, 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 no. The whole reason I got into voiceover is so I don't have to show my face. (laughs) Yeah. Show my face. Ah. Now we're asking you to do the opposite. Yeah. (laughs) Right, right. So what do you tell people that are like, uh, reels are not for me. That's not going to impact my business. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really easy to pigeonhole reels and say, oh, like, I'm just not going to do reels. But we have to remember that reels are just part of a bigger thing, which is video content, which is really the way of the future. So. Video content builds the know, like, and trust factor way more quickly than any other type of audience. And that is what is going to get people to want to work with you, to want to book you, to hire you, is when they see that personality behind the voice or behind the account. So, you know, the data behind video marketing is crazy. There's the stat, I think it's like 85 or 87% of people have been influenced to buy a product or service after seeing a video about it. Um, The average person is spending 19 hours a week watching video on their phone. Uh, People are twice as likely to share a a reel or a piece of video content over any other type of content. So it really is the way of the future. And yeah, it's easy to dismiss reels as say like, oh, it's like a thing for kids or, you know, it's like silly voicing, like lip syncing, pointing. Um, But it's really just part of a bigger um, shift in marketing. So I understand the hesitation because I've been there. Um, but there is a way to show up on reels that feels authentic and genuine. Uh, it's just a matter of like figuring out what works for you. But I definitely think, you know, that hesitation is very normal, but it, it's important to acknowledge that, you know, video content really is the way of the future. Yeah. It, it, I think that there's probably a lot of challenges for people when they're starting off making reels. Um, like we are already even talked about, like not wanting to show your face, thinking like, yeah. what do we even do? Like, I don't dance, you know, I don't, what do <laughs> I do? Um, so what has been one of the biggest challenges that you've seen from your clients and how did you help them overcome that? Yeah, I think it's really easy to think that reels need to take hours and hours of your time. And the reason is because we see someone else's end result of a reel And it seems like a Steven Spielberg production. We're like, I don't know how they did that. It's going to take me hours to figure it out. And that's super normal. And even just thinking about how much time can go into a reel can be really overwhelming and can stop you from even trying one in the first place. Um, So I always recommend batching your content creation, time management in general with content creation, whether it is for reels or podcasting or blogging, like we always recommend batch creating and video content doesn't have to be any different. So I always recommend setting that time aside to batch create your reels. And before you even start that batch creation session, I want you to like sit down and plan out what you're going into that session to do, because it's really easy to say, okay, my batching time is on Monday at 10 AM. And then you get to Monday at 10 AM and you're like, well, now I have to brainstorm the ideas. So I want people to be really intentional with how they're creating that content, go into your batch creating session with a plan. And that can be repurposing existing content. I'm sure that, you know, maybe you're podcasting, you're blogging, um, maybe you're writing to your newsletter. That is all stuff 
content that can be repurposed into a video. So taking that plan when you go into the batch creation session can really help you to overcome that challenge of like time management and actually following through on that strategy. Yeah. Um, even like when we're in the booth for voiceover, it can be kind of like, it looks kind of boring. I mean, you know, the first couple of like pictures or video, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. There spends all day in the booth, but you can also like set up a, set up your phone and do a time-lapse or something. Yes. And, and that can be something that you can use down the road for video content. Yeah. Um, What I love too, about your reels report is that you also give us really good tips on video uh, creation and like little things like um, use this template or use, you know, um, this like technique or whatever, when you're trying to create this video. And that has really helped me because that I feel like has been the biggest learning curve is trying to figure out all the editing within the different apps. And like, that sometimes has taken the longest time for me is like, yeah, shoot, like I've got all these clips and I got to put them together and figure out, you know, it's just a little overwhelming, but you've really helped give some great tips with that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, I think when you're starting anything new, it can be very overwhelming. So I remember when I started on reels, I had no idea what I was doing, but that's one of the reasons why I recommend batch creating, because when you're spending like a solid hour or two, editing and then like going through everything, it becomes way quicker for you to pick it up instead of recording like one reel a week or like one here, one, two days later and editing, stopping, starting like that doesn't help you compound that knowledge or that experience. So that's another reason why I'm a big fan of batch creating because it like forces you to immerse yourself and like figure out how to edit those things. But I also think, you know, editing doesn't have to be super complex to be um, effective or to like get an ROI for your time. So you know, I always think less is more. My, If you look at my reels, I do try to keep them more simple because I want them to be approachable for consumers, but also easy for myself to make. Right. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Totally. How many a reel, like for somebody that's just starting out, how many reels would you suggest trying to do a week? Yeah. I mean, it's a good question because I'm obviously going to say like, you know, four a week would be great. Um, it's really great to see like the compounded results from reels when you're posting them that consistently, you'll see like all your reach goes up, everything goes up when you're creating reels consistently like that. So, you know, at the end of the day, my answer is whatever you can keep up consistently. I would rather have someone create one reel a week for four weeks than to create four reels in one week and then like ghost the other three weeks. Um, so I think consistency is more important there. Um, but I think really like realistically, two a week is doable. If you can commit to doing, you know, one, like we talked about the B roll with text on top, a trending sound in the background. And then the other one could be one of the templates from, um, the Instagram template library, where you're just splicing different photos together. Those are really simple to make. And that would be a really easy entry point to being consistent with your reels. And then from there, you can build upon, Um, adding more complex reels. So you could do a talking head reel or direct to camera reel where it is you looking at the camera. um, And then maybe you're adding one that is a trending sound or you're doing it following a trend. Those ones are really fun and easy to create as well. So I think starting with those simple ones and then building on it. Yeah. And you mentioned before um, talking about like specific like content or like coming up with ideas before you sit down on that Monday to, to do your batch. Yeah. Um, could you give us any like tips or suggestions in voiceover? Because what we've struggled with, or at least I've struggled with within my own career is that a 
tip, the clients aren't coming to social media to hire voice talent. They're going to other platforms to hire us, but it's still very important for our branding. And I want people to be able to go to social media, hear my authentic voice, see who I am, you know, authentically. So it is very important for my strategy. But um, I tell this story all the time. I mean, I went viral on TikTok a couple years ago, almost 19 million views. And I did book some jobs from it, but I booked three jobs. That's it. Wow. Weren't huge paying jobs. So it's like that many eyes, you would think that there would be more like financial yeah. know, reward from that or something. Yeah, like that. for sure. And it was very voiceover focused. Like it was just showing some different commercials um, that I was doing. And um, so anyways, I say all that to say that I think that that can be the challenge for voice talent is like, okay, what do I do? But I do think that, that there's some really good um, topics and things that we can do that still show us, but also show what we do as voice talent. Do you Absolutely. Have any ideas or even ways that we can try and maybe think through that stuff to come up with it on our own? Absolutely. Yeah. So this, for me, when I'm coming up with, you know, my content pillars, that's kind of like the topics that I will talk about um, on my account consistently. So your content pillars are these core topics that you go back to over and over. But the thing is with content pillars, in order to be effective and to actually move the needle in your business, they need to relate back to your products and services. So obviously it's a little different when you're doing, when you're voiceover, you're, you are the product, you are the service, but you want to relate it back to different aspects of yourself, your business, your personal brand. Um, I'm a big fan of using chat GPT right now to like brainstorm and get ideas for content pillars. So if anyone's feeling stuck, like go to chat GPT and put in like the prompt that I would use is, um, you're a social strategist for a uh, voiceover talent. Give me like four core topics that I could talk about regularly to uh, book jobs, build a personal brand and create an audience. Those are the type of things I would use ChatGPT for because it's pulling information from all over the internet. Um, but like I was looking through your account, for example, and you had the, um, it was like a mic shootout event. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was thinking about that, like, that like if you pull pulled that back as like a core content pillar and you talk about your different workshops regularly, yeah. this would be one of the things you could talk about. So you could talk about like why it's important to pick the right mic, what it looks like to pick the right mic, what trying different mics is like, you know, the things that go into that. So it could be the same um, for personal brands talking about what type of jobs they're booking, why they're booking them, the range of maybe they have different accents, different talents they have within that. Um, and showing that showcasing that as well. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, once you have that strategy, it is a little bit easier to approach your content creation, but it's so important to spend the time setting that up first. Yeah, that's great. Um, okay. I, I neglected at the very beginning. I mean, I know we already introduced you and stuff, but can you sh tell us exactly what reels report is? Cause I think for some people that are listening, they're probably like, I mean, I'm kind of getting <laughs> some clues of exactly what it is, but can you share with everybody what that is exactly? Yeah. So it is a, a monthly membership. Each week you get four ahead of the trend audio sent straight to your inbox. And the audios are linked in the email with descriptions on how to use them. We give you three hook ideas for service-based and product-based businesses. So six hooks in total. Um, we give you the lyrics behind it. So you know exactly what it is that you are 
recording. And then we also give you the context behind the trend as well. So again, you know what it is that you're you know hopping on this trend for. Um, and that goes out every Monday morning. And I feel like I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> for ahead of the trend audios every week. Yeah. It is so, so helpful. And it comes out on Monday, which is great. Um, like Laura was saying with batching it, I mean, Mondays can be a great time to be able to do that. And so it's so helpful to have this come to your inbox on Monday, because then you can look at it. It really helps like spark ideas and get those creative juices flowing too. Um, and it's just, it's just such a great resource. So I've I remembered what I was going to say. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> All the audios are linked in the email. So you can open them directly from the email and it'll open them in Instagram. And all you have to do is hit the use audio button. So it's, you're not spending hours searching for ideas. You're not scrolling and scrolling for inspiration. Everything is linked there. And then we have examples as well. Yeah. And you also usually link to tick the sound in TikTok too, if it's available, right? Yeah, exactly. Because we want to make sure that you are repurposing your content, working smarter and not harder. So we do include the TikTok link if it's available. I'm seeing more of like a divergence from TikTok and Instagram. It used to be that anything that trended on TikTok would automatically trend on Instagram two weeks later. And now we are seeing more Instagram native trends, which is kind of cool as well. Uh, totally. Um, and you actually have a, a special discount in the month of August. Is that right for the Reels report? Yeah. So the Reels report is opening in August. Um, I haven't decided on like what the bonus is going to be yet, but we only open a few times a year. So in August, when we reopen, um, that'll be for everyone on the wait list and then for everyone else as well. Perfect. That's awesome. So besides the Reels report, the only resource that you need, um, <laughs> maybe what are some of the other uh, resources that you use or the apps that you use that really help um, with your social media? Yeah, I'm a big fan of InShot for editing my reels, um, Cat Cap Cut. Um, I try to do most of my editing directly in Instagram just because I find it it's easier than to switch between different apps. But if I am going to do a more complex edit where I have like myself cloned or I'm doing a different background, then I will use those apps. Um, I already talked about ChatGPT, but I will use that for everything. I'm a big fan of that. Um, other resources is a good ring light with, um, a tripod and a Bluetooth remote makes a world of difference. I also like, um, there's a tool called flick.social and that's where I do all my hashtag research and track my hashtag results as well. Oh, that's great. And when you say track your hashtag results, it's you put in the hashtags that it suggests, and then you go back and see how well that's working. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it'll show you like which hashtags you ranked on, what position you were in, how long you ranked for, um, which ones are working for you, which ones are not working for you. So I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's yeah. so great. That's so helpful. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see at the beginning with solopreneur? Solo I can't even say this. I, I, <laughs> I wrote this question and I shouldn't have even done that because I can't say this word, um, but we'll say freelancers. Yeah. Uh, as, as voice talent, we are freelancers. We always say it's like you're creating your own small business, just you. Yeah. And um, so what are some of those, the biggest mistakes that you've seen people make on social media, especially when they first start off? Yeah. I think the biggest mistake is spending too much time on it. Um, you will spend hours and hours spinning your wheels and not getting anywhere. And that's why, you know, we talked about the importance of having those content pillars and having that strategy in place before you start. And then another big mistake I see is listening to too many people with too many different um, pieces of advice. So, you know, 
you'll see one person who says like, don't use hashtags. You'll see another person that says use seven hashtags. And then you'll see someone else that says use 30. So you're going to be trying all these different things without even giving them time to see the results. So those are kind of the things I see people will spend too much time on it and try too many different things instead of, you know, having a strategy and sticking to it and waiting to see how that strategy works for them before, you know, throwing everything out and trying again. Yeah. I know that you've seen so many like clients of yours implement a strategy and then be able to see the results. What have you found has been like the biggest ROI as far as social strategy goes for freelancers? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a few, I have a couple answers for this. Um, Like, okay. So it depends really on the solopreneur and what their business model is. Um, If I think of like service-based businesses, the best way for them to get their ROI, we talked about like batching, being intentional with your content sticking to those pillars, but that really is what works at the end of the day is like being really intentional with your content and showing up consistently instead of, you know, posting 20 reels in two weeks and then, you know, ghosting. Um, so I think being intentional with your time is really important. And I think using the tools available to you, some people will think that like using templates, for example, is a shortcut and like makes them less good at marketing but it's actually smarter for you to outsource the parts of your business that you're not the best at to someone who is the best at them. Um, so like following strategy that you've got developed by an expert or given to you by an expert using templates that have been developed by an expert, you know, joining the reels report, shameless plug, like I'm doing that research for people so they don't have to. Um, so I think using those tools that are available to you, instead of spending hours and hours trying to do something yourself, that's the best way to get your ROI on social media and probably with anything in life and with business is like letting the experts do their thing and you do the thing that you're the best at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. That's so great. Okay. So we kind of, I want to circle back to even how we started the whole interview with talking about like being on camera and how so many people are so nervous about that. And you actually even shared some great tips on your Instagram page about boosting that on-camera confidence. So can you share those with us here? Absolutely. Yeah. So first of all, it's totally normal to feel like hesitant on camera. And I'm sure that most of the listeners were nervous the first time they sat in front of a mic. The first time you're doing anything like new, it feels scary. So like validate that totally normal. Um, You know, if you are going to show up on camera, there are simple ways to do it. Uh, This is something you talked about the B-roll style where you do set the camera up in front of you, record yourself, and then go back and add text to it. That is like the first baby step you can take to being comfortable on camera. The next thing I always recommend is go and look at your insights and look at your content that is like the most saved, most commented on, the stuff that resonates with people, and then repurpose that into on-camera content where maybe you are talking directly to the camera or, you know, maybe you're lip syncing something or you're pointing at something. Um, But using those topics that you already know people respond to that you feel good about can be a really easy way to feel confident with that specific reel and showing up. And then after that, it's just like baby steps. You just keep practicing. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Laura, thank you so much. I feel like you gave us so many great tips in such a short amount of time um, and just so appreciate it. If you are interested in subscribing to the Reels Report again, they're going to open it up in August. So in just like a few weeks, we'll put the exact date when we know about yeah. that in the show notes and we'll also link to it too. So um, I'd highly recommend it, sign up for it. It's a great, great resource. And 
Don't forget to follow Laura either on Instagram and TikTok. Um, and we'll put the link to follow her in the show notes as well, um, because she offers some great content too on her pages. So Laura, thank you so much from Atlanta voiceover studio and just from the whole voiceover community. We're really appreciative. So thank you so much. It was great to chat with you. Yeah.